You're listening to the Delay of Game podcast with your hosts, Matt and Wit. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Delay of Game podcast. You know that you've missed us. It's me, Wit, and your boy, Matt. We're here for all your off-season needs to keep you sane until the next NFL season. I know, right? We've hit like this dead zone where it's like in between the combine and then uh, working out, workouts, training camp, all that stuff. So we're trying to find stuff to get ourselves excited and talking to you guys is one of those things. Of course. And we're here to keep you up to date with everything that's happening. There's actually been quite a bit of news, at least on the commander side. Like we could do a whole podcast <laughs> on, just, on just what's happened and the commanders are keeping my off season completely just booked are fully entertained <laughs> it's been pretty great in some ways oh well you know what without further ado why don't we just go ahead and jump right into it let's start there let's talk about the great off field oh i'm sorry off season acquisition the big one eric being enemy coming as an oc taking that kind of lateral like half step up because he's assistant head coach now and he's mm-hmm. getting to call his own place and he's outside of that andy reed shadow which is wild to me that he had to get out of his shadow to get another OC job. That's we talked about that plenty of times on the podcast, so I won't rehash that. But I think this is a great hire for your team. Your team's got great pieces there. And unfortunately, he could be the guy to unlock the potential for that team. It's huge. We can finally see some creativity, some tailoring the scheme to the players. That you know, it seems like Andy Reid and his uh, coaching staff and everyone that comes from that tree is known for doing kind of really adjusting or developing quarterbacks as we've been seeing Doug Peterson one year with the Jags, totally different Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that's true. Hell, Matt Nagy, his first year with Mitch Trubisky, they went 12 and four and he was a pro bowler. So yeah, people like the shit on Matt Nagy. He had Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's give him a little bit of a break. Well, let's, let's slow that truck down a little bit. Okay. All right. I think what ended up happening on his part is he had the one really good season and then everything fell apart. But I think we just all forgot that Mr. Trubisky is Mr. Trubisky. Yeah, he's not good. So I have a ton of hope. Well, obviously there's a lot of other things that got to happen. We got to get Sam Howell. He's got to be the guy or there's got to be something else. So that's a huge question mark, but at least mm-hmm. I think we'll see a competent offense. And then, you know, what plays are called the play designs and it'll just be up to the execution primarily by the quarterback. And if they can improve that O-line some. Well, I'm going to take the question mark out of it for you. They've already released Carson Wentz. Taylor Heineke isn't under contract. It's got to be Howell. I was going to say that Carson Wentz release, even though we all knew it was coming, I've been holding my breath and just until <laughs> it's happened because I needed it to occur. So, you know, what? you know, what's wild to me? If we go back to 2017, 2018, there really was a real discourse about is Dak Prescott as good as uh, Carson Wentz, even though Dak had only lost to Carson Wentz one time to that point. I think we can all kind of put this to bed like Carson Wentz. He's a good athlete. He's just not starting caliber quarterback material. His injury truly derailed his career because he's never been the same since he had that back injury, which, you know. I don't expect anyone to come back from, so it's tough on him to even try to keep playing after that. It's been settled a long time ago, though, that Dak is better than Wentz. Thank you. Commanders fans, 
I know that you guys have no stake in this fight in any way, shape, or form. So that's an unbiased uh, opinion from you. So thank you. But like, as you said, Howell is the starter. So pretty soon we'll have a new number one NFC East quarterback. <laughs> and Sam Howell. <laughs> it won't I, take long. I'll say this. I am excited to see what Howell can do full-time under center. What we saw in preseason, I thought was some of the best quarterback play that you guys had available. And for whatever reason, they just waited until the last season to do it. So I am, for one, out of sheer curiosity, excited to see what comes from this uh, experiment with him. And you put him in the best position for success with Eric B. Enemy. It's oh so awesome. God. Oh, my God. Um, the- it's like, the, it's, no, no, no. You stop. You stop. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is like the worst case scenario for me because either he does really good and you guys are a threat in the division. Or he does badly. Ron Rivera gets fired. He takes over as head coach and then miraculously, air quotes, turns it around. And then he's there for the foreseeable future. Like, I can't I can't win here. That's what every Commanders fan is hoping for. Like, you should have seen Washington Twitter. They were some thirsty people out there, man. <laughs> hanging on to every little word that the enemy said. Because that dude... Has a lot of presence in his interviews. He nailed it. It was fantastic yes. to watch and listen to him. I wanted to go out there and play for him and run crisp and precise routes. I'm telling you, even on your bad knee, like even, even on, on your one knee, leg, my bad back, I'm out there. <laughs> I'm gonna be like last of us climbing those stairs though, huffing, puffing. Goddamn right, <laughs> goddamn right, Matt. You're out there running those five yard slants and then those two yard ends. Okay, <laughs> that's you. That is you. I need a breather, coach. I need to sit down. <laughs> Okay. Tapping the helmet. <laughs> I'm going to need one. I'm going to need one. <laughs> I was ready to get out there, man. Oof. Which is wild because the whole narrative about him is that he doesn't interview well. Well, that shot. Mm-mm. And then uh, LaShawn McCoy, who is by far the worst color commentator, analyst, TV personality on on television. He's awful. Comes out and says that Eric Bieniemy doesn't know how to talk to players. He's not a player's coach. He's too hard on them. Like, okay, maybe that was you. Look in the mirror. Because at this point, how many other players have come out and be like, no, I love EB. Like, I'll go to war with him all day, every day. I want my players to want to be pushed because that's how you get better. Thank you. Those are the, the players who achieve true greatness. Shady McCoy was good. Is he going to the Hall of Fame? No. No. Is he going to be no. forgotten about in 10 years? Probably. Probably. AP. Unless who- you're an Eagles fan. Oh, sure. If you're an Eagles fan who's like, man, he got away. Uh, or if you're yeah, a Bills it. fan who just really loved his brief time with them. <laughs> yeah. But AP, who is going to be in the Hall of Fame, who people will talk about forever, absolutely loves him and says he credits Biennemi for making him the player he is because he drove him and pushed him hard to be better. Exactly. So you've got one of the best running backs of all time saying that. You've got one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in Patrick Mahomes doing nothing but singing his praise. One of the best tight ends of all time in Travis Kelsey doing nothing but singing his praise. I have a tendency to believe them over one guy. For one guy who came at the tail end of his career and probably didn't want to be coached hard because he thought he was great. Exactly. 100%. Like Everything that he was saying about Eric Bieniemy sounded personal. It had nothing to do with the guy himself. Hell, even Lewis Reddick, who you and I both love, came out and said the exact same thing. Like, it all felt personal to him. Yeah. 
hundred percent. So I don't, I think we can discredit that narrative as just much more. He had a disagreement with him and he's carried it with him for a while now. Maybe he thought he was going to resurrect his career and it didn't happen. Cause we all know the shady McCoy experiment in Kansas city went nowhere quick. Yeah. Hell, the fact that he has two Super Bowl rings is like an afterthought to me. He got him, yeah, got him in KC, and then the other one was in Tampa. I didn't even know he was on that Tampa team. Nobody did. I had no idea. Unless you're a Bucks fan who's memorized every single player on that team. <laughs> he probably was on one of like the six people who weren't actually dressed that day, as I imagine. That's the only like, thing that makes sense. There's no way he was dressed inactive. for that game. No. He has two undeserved Super Bowls rings. He's done nothing to, for either of those teams, really. Yeah. So he, Thank you. I don't give him any credit or any credibility what he's saying. There was just too much that we saw from just those pressers to mm-hmm. come back on that. And I want a coach who is hard. Jay Gruden was easy on these guys, and they got sloppy. Scott Turner, if he's a player's coach, apparently didn't get very good success. So give me someone who can get the most out of my players. Exactly. Like, and there's no reason to think that he isn't that guy. So again, this is a great pickup for you guys, unfortunately, and it will just make the NFC East even more dominant than they were this past season. It's going to be a fun season once it comes around. Now I was going to say on the flip side of the good news, they just leaked some bad news about Daniel Snyder. (laughs) Like commanders got to stay in the headlines right now. I don't know if you saw all of that yet. Oh, I saw something, but I don't know what you might be talking about. So his Snyder, I guess, had a $55 million loan or something. Mm-hmm. And there's, uh, the minority owners were alleging him of bank fraud. And then uh, yes, Goodell, yes, that's what I saw. Goodell in the NFL helped sweep it under the rug, sweep it away. What Dude. the hell is happening? Dude, this is ridiculous. At this point, like it should be a foregone conclusion that he is not the owner of that team next season. I saw the report where he was preventing Jeff Bezos from bidding again uh, for the commanders. He should not have that kind of pull. Well, he's the owner. So I guess he can say it, but wouldn't you just want the most money from whoever $6 billion is $6 billion regardless of from Bezos or somebody else. And not only that, but the NFL as a corporation should not be strong armed by the slimiest dude in the league. Like, I don't give a shit if he fucked your mom and then your sister doesn't move, doesn't move the needle for me. I don't care. Like, I will take his money. Like, that's crazy. I think the report leak is because of him trying to, like, not get out of this or maybe it's going too slow. So people are trying to put a little heat under everything and be like, hey, we got lots of damning information. We're just we're not releasing it because we think you're selling the team. You need to sell it or this stuff is going to keep dropping. I think there's so much more out there that they oh, just sure are holding it. back and they're going to leak it little by little until the sell happens or at least until he starts acting like it's going to. Let me ask you a question. You've been following the commanders your entire adult life. Okay. Can you think of a time where you've had a scandal with a previous head coach and executive using racial slurs where you've had sexual harassment claims against your owner and organization? where the district attorney of Washington, D.C. comes out and says, you're guilty of all of those things and more. And then an investigation involving wire fraud. Like, have there, has there ever been a time that you can remember where things have just been falling apart? Matt, this, is all within, this has all been within 12 months. It's terrible. And just imagine how much more stuff there's out there 
that we don't know about that they've been trying to keep quiet because the NFL wants to protect the shield. Yeah. It's crazy just how bad of an owner and just really bad of a person Daniel Snyder is. Yes. And then they've kind of just let it happen because they don't want to make an owner look bad. And now it's shit's hitting the fan. It's getting real. <laughs> and it's oh, it's yeah. coming. It's going to be over quick, I think. I don't think he lasts this month. I think by March, end of March, sale is like at least, hey, it's sold. And then they're just wrapping up the paperwork. I'm honestly, I'm just curious how long the NFL wants to play captain of the Titanic with this team. <laughs> like, we're going to go, we're going to hold on as long as we can. You know, don't worry about those lifeboats. We don't need them yet. We can do this. No, no, I don't think we can. <laughs> I think it's time to just let this bitch just sail off into the sunset. So another fun thing, Snyder is such a, an egotistical narcissist. He actually has the balls to try to tell, apparently this is a rumor, that he has told the NFL if he sells the team, he wants to be held legally like harmless and liable, not liable for anything that arises after the sale. What he wants to be hell? cut and dry done with it. So if anything comes like any claims come up from his actions after like, they rise after <laughs> the sale, they get you know presented. Then he doesn't want to get <laughs> held accountable. This feels like uh, one of those pre- uh, preemptive pardons. <laughs> That's what he's Listen, looking for. I didn't do anything wrong. But maybe just give me that pardon of anything. Just if I ever did anything wrong, let's just put that down. Whatever it is, yeah, it's like the uh, what is it? The movie Armageddon, where the guys are like, I just want to be pardoned <laughs> of everything. Which stuff? Yeah, just everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to pay taxes, like ever. <laughs> That's what he's doing. And then so apparently, the got a lot of owners super mad because why would they want to have the NFL organization be paying for his claims and his crimes yes. and everything? So. A renewed some talk about just kicking him out, just booting him altogether, which they're trying to do to say not to do to save face. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Like, so the fact that he has any decision in who buys the team should be moot. Like, you're trying to get this dude out as quickly as possible. Who writes the check should mean nothing. So That's I what, don't know. But he's so insane that he thinks he has the ability to respond back to him, that he can like dictate the sale and take his time. That's why the leak happened and I'm dead sure it's going to keep going until this thing picks up some more steam and like the sales imminent because they don't want to hurt the value, but they also want to push it and make sure it happens. I believe what the political realm calls this as a drip campaign where things just slowly, but uh, surely trickle out to make things worse and worse until it's a, a tsunami of just bad news. So I'm here for it personally. I don't give a shit. I mean, as long as it gets my end result of Snyder being gone, then this is basically the perfect off season. I don't care how the fuck it happens. I just need it to happen. <laughs> Matches green lit. Stan Snyder's family. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. But there's, so, oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to transition. There's so much commander talk. I said I could do a whole podcast, but I know nobody wants to listen to all that. Let's get into some other stuff. Okay. Well, let's stay on the OC hirings. Uh, the Cowboys finally named an OC, uh, Brian Schottenheimer, except he's not actually calling plays. Mike McCarthy's calling plays. So I assume he's the clipboard guy. <laughs> I mean, he's we saw Eric Bannamy like he didn't call plays, but he's the OC and he had a huge um, influence in the actual scheme of things and just picking out what plays to do each week and you know doing the game plan. So maybe he's going to be doing that. Nope, you're absolutely right. I mean. You and I talked about this off air, but I think everyone, including 
Cowboys Twitter was just completely laughing at this hire of Brian Schottenheimer. But then if you really dig into the numbers, his best years came with Russ and Russ's best years came with him. Everything before that, he was curtailed by terrible quarterback play and Mark Sanchez. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. We've got a really good team. So let's see what happens. And if I never have to see a reverse or a triple option again, I'm perfectly comfortable with that. I hope you heard that, Chargers Nation. Get ready to see plenty of that shit with Mike Williams doing a wide receiver reverse. <laughs> just, I'm just saying, brace yourselves. You're in for a ride. A nice wide receiver screen on third and 10. Oh, my God. Or all curl routes on third and 15. Guys, come up eight yards short of the line of scrimmage. They'll never they'll see never, it. They'll never see it coming. Yeah. We're going to outthink them by outthinking ourselves. So perfect. Yeah. Or it's like, it's third and 30. What are we going to do? Curl route. T.Y. Hilton. Hey, I'm going to run a nine. I'm going to just go. <laughs> I'm just gonna, and then, you know, Dak's like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm just going to chuck it deep because I'm not too bad at doing that. Oh, my God. So, anyway, yes. Yes, that's the big news for the Cowboys. Of course, and then the retention of Dan Quinn. Huge, because most likely will be our quarter, our head coach next year. Because it, I think it has to be a Super Bowl for Mark, Mike McCarthy. Like, you've had two back-to-back 12-win uh, seasons. You've gotten to the divisional round. Got through a wild card. Like, you have to actually get to the Super Bowl. Is the only way he keeps his job. I personally don't see it based off of the moves that we've made to this point. Do you think an NFC championship keeps them around? No. No? Okay. Super Bowl bust for the Cowboys. It it has to be because there's no way in hell Dan Quinn is going to stick around one more year. So That's either true. you're making it to the Super Bowl or you're not, and then you're getting Dan Quinn as your head coach. That's all there is to it. Now, I have a lot of faith in Dan Quinn just based off of his defense. As a head coach, I'm a little bit more... Like, I don't know about this dude. He feels to me to be a much better coordinator than head coach. Not that he was terrible as a head coach. He got to the Super he Bowl. He wasn't. He wasn't. He just. You know, I, I think a lot of the times people are just like shit all over him because of the, the, the Super loss. Bowl loss. Right. But people forget that they had a top 10 defense those two years. I think like they were a really good team. They just happened to go into a buzzsaw. Well, he had the Falcons playing really well for a good bit right like i think they i don't know the record offhand but i feel like he had them pretty successful for a run there yeah absolutely but he's also i mean mean, he's a top five dc though like he's a elite coordinator so i don't know if i would want to lose that oh absolutely i mean that's that's without question in my opinion so I mean, that's really the big news that I have for my Cowboys, but there's been some other huge news around the league. Let's go ahead and just take a look at some of the releases. The big one who no one, well, I'm sorry, that everyone saw coming was the Derek Carr release. Like everyone knew that had to happen. It did. What are your thoughts? Well, one, I think we predicted no trade, right? Is that correct? Yes, we did. There we go. Pound back. (laughs) We saw it coming. The writing was on the wall. Uh, and we talked about this some off the pod. He's clearly taking his time trying to find what he believes to be like the best situation. And I think a lot of teams are also taking their time with him, which is good. It's a big decision for everybody. Don't want to spend a ton of money and miss it. Mm-hmm. As some teams have realized, you know, swinging big on a quarterback on an average quarterback and missing is bad. It doesn't work for you. It's true. Um, still seems like the Jets are a front runner. I just saw something else that they said that 
they had a really good meeting with Carr and they're liking what they're seeing. I still think, you know, I kind of agree with, we talked about it. I don't think on the pod, uh, I was thinking the saints, you were thinking the Texans somewhere yeah. warm for him to stay in maybe lower expectations. The jets media is going to kill him if he goes there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It won't even be pretty. It, it'll be real bad. So I, uh, you know, I'm curious to see where it lands, right? Like, I still think he is an above average QB. If you put him and Kirk Cousins next to each other, I'm taking him. Mm-hmm. It'll be really interesting to see what team he chooses, what moves he makes. Like, what do you think might be the best fit? I know we talked about it briefly before, and we'll be super brief on this one, but off the top of your head. So we talked about it. I kind of just said it. Saints. I like him in the Saints as an indoor dome. He plays best mm-hmm. in warm weather, so he's going to have great weather the whole time. I don't think... After what's been going on, there's going to be low expectations. It's not the hugest or meanest media, as far as I can tell, mm-hmm. which he's sensitive to. They have some weapons on the outside, and Michael Thomas can keep coming back. Him and oh, Olave. That dude's about to get cut. That dude's about to get cut. Don't, don't bank on you that. You think so? I was doing the over-the-cap simulator. They can restructure a shit ton of people like they like to do and get cap. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe I, they can I'm hold him around if they restructure. I hear you, but looking at his numbers right now, I think he's... 24 million or something like that it's some crazy high number and he still had two years left on his contract i don't push it down the road that's what they do every year they just push (laughs) it down the road future problems future problems they can do that so but what are your thoughts uh i'm gonna switch up i know before i said the texans i'm gonna go with the panthers okay they got a decent running game they've got uh a wide receiver in dj Moore. their defense is up and coming why not I like him at the Panthers, too. I think that makes a ton of sense. They were yeah. good without... Once they got rid of what's-his-name, Matt Rule, they were pretty good even with just shitty-ass, terrible quarterback play. Oh, yeah. If you yeah. put in... Like, he's just head and shoulders above Sam and Darnold or wherever else they had. Baker Mayfield, like, he played terribly. If you can win with Sam Darnold, though, you can win a bunch of games in a soft AFC, NFC South with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Like, he can get you to the playoffs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I have no reason to believe that Derek Carr isn't good enough to get that team into the playoffs, considering they were a game away from winning their division. So I think that would be a good fit for him. Again, we'll see where it lands. I don't know for sure, though. Essentially, we're saying somewhere south, sunny, and maybe an easy division. And then he'll, he'll <laughs> look good. <laughs> Boom. There you go. And now I'm taking a look here at some of the other transactions that have happened. Uh, I want to kind of get your take on the, I just saw it, my bad, the release of Bobby Wagner. He feels like he's still in his prime. He was a cap casualty. Do you think that he could be a good piece for a contending team? Definitely. That's what he wants to. Unfortunately, I would love for him to come to Commanders. I don't think that's what he wants. Mm -hmm. We all kind of knew it was a one-year rental with the Rams because their cap situation is pretty brutal right now. Oh, yeah, it's horrendous. They're probably almost more in a rebuild. A lot of teams, though, could use him. I know you're salivating at the idea of adding him to Micah Parsons. Now you have a coverage guy to go with your pass rusher and linebacker. That's that's a top-tier linebacking crew in all of the NFL. Matt, can you say that again, but maybe a little more softly? Because... I need it. I need this. Please. <laughs> Micah Parsons Ooh. and Bobby Wagner. Uh, I'm back in core. So it'd be something like oh. Micah Parsons rushes the quarterback. The quarterback runs for his life, throws a soft wobbly pass. Bobby Wagner's there. Interception. Takes a oh. touchdown. I but just came. 
<laughs> That'll be ten dollars. I'll leave it on the nightstand. Clean yourself up. <laughs> but no, I think you're right. Like he's the kind of guy who can go to a contending team, make them even better. He still had a really good season for as terrible as the Rams were. Like that could be a great pickup for any one of these teams. Kind of feels like uh, when Von Miller went to the the Bills last season, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, this was just like an icing on the cake. And that first game he came out and he was an absolute terror. But then he got hurt. But, like, if, it feels like it could be something like that. Yeah. Add him to another team. Let him. He took a very team-friendly deal with the Rams. I could see him doing that Hell again. Yeah. He's chasing another ring. So whoever gets him is going to be just in this great position where they're a contender already. And they get to add a great linebacker who still has it. And hasn't We haven't seen a decline really yet. Mm-hmm. So lucky forever team picks him up. I think that will be a great f- f- signing. It's not one of those like huge, massive free agent signings, even though it kind of should be. It should be. But I don't think it's going to just because one he's a linebacker and he's just getting a little bit older. So yeah, I think it'll be one of those really smart, savvy signings that maybe go under the radar a little bit. But then six or well, nine months from now, towards the end of the season, people will be like, damn, he's on that team. Wow. You know what? If... If that team happened to be the Cowboys, mm. I would be perfectly comfortable I'd with be, this. I'd be hot. I mean, I think you, you know me well enough. I'm at that point in the season where I just I want every big name <laughs> free agent to come to the Cowboys because I know the Cowboys don't sign big name free agents. So it's just all wishful thinking for me at this point. As like, long as it's not the everybody. first wave of free agency and you're resetting the market. Oh, no. no. Go through and pick no. those. Veteran guys who can you can plug and play and the like come some key spots. That's what you want. I 100% expect the Cowboys to try and sign Kenny Galladay. That seems like <laughs> something that they would do. Like 100%. I'm not out on Galladay. He was fine with the Lions. He was good with the Lions. Yeah. I don't trust. He threw him the ball. Yeah. The Giants had a terrible scheme for basically the whole time he was there. And then at the end of it, he just didn't give a shit anymore. Hey, listen, if you're still cutting the check. I'm gonna still show up, but don't expect a whole lot. Yeah. So like I, I believe know. that he could be a good veteran free agent. Give him on like a one year prove it deal. See what happens. So let me let me ask you this, because I've been seeing a bunch of stuff about DJ Chark and the uh the Lions. I don't and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's been released. Are they saying that he might be a cut? Because he only signed like a one or two year deal. Gotcha. He might be coming up. Let's look that up real quick. Because I'm just curious why his name is floating around so much now. Like, it seems like he just got there. He's only been there a season. Or maybe he's been there two. No, I think he's only been there a season. Let's see what's going on. He's still 26. He's young. 6'4". Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm pulling up his info. Yeah, man. I like I, I saw it and I was like, oh, that seems odd. That's a name that I, I know they have a ton of money and stuff, so they don't need to do That's anything what I mean. with him. It might just be that his initial contract is running out. Maybe because they hmm. traded for him, didn't they? No, I think they, they signed, signed him? him. OK, you got cut. Yeah. Maybe like I'm looking at the transactions. I don't see that he was cut. Oh, yeah. So it was I just a one year deal. Oh, that's why. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> OK, but see. I don't know. Like, I don't think I, that also feels like another Cowboys thing to me. Cowboys are trying to going to try to get him in a bargain basement. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shit on that idea. That's not a bad one. Here's my issue with that though. Like, I don't want to rent. 
I know that we still have C.D. Lamb, but he's coming up. We still have Trayvon Diggs. We've got all these guys who are about to be coming up. I'm not trying to invest my money there. Not not right this second. So that's oh, just no. me, though. Get him on like a one or two year deal and then draft a guy in the third. That's what I would do. Get- we drafted a guy in the third last year and <clears throat> he couldn't even see the field. Well, keep doing it until you hit on one of these dudes that are there. And like somebody's going to hit because that's what we keep seeing in the NFL. I love that mentality. You just keep throwing it at the wall. Doesn't matter if it, if it works or not. You just keep trying. It's not hard to get rid of a, a third round pick. Like, yes. You keep, you know, take the moonshot, right? See if you can pull it off. There's been plenty of good to great receivers found in the third round. And now I do need to just do a health and wellness check. Are you okay? It sounds like there's World War Three happening on your <clears throat> side of the world over there. Oh, is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are, are you okay i am fine i think that's the chair that Kristen was sitting down in it's old. okay gotcha okay got sorry it. to all of our sure. listeners i'm not going back <laughs> and editing this is the off season oh no they're gonna get everything just unfiltered sorry for your luck guys we're not wearing condoms right now <laughs> right so last thing i want to bring up and then maybe yeah. we can call it aaron Rodgers situation I want to make oh, a prediction now because it's hard to say like what's happening. I want to hear yours and then I'll throw out my thoughts. He's gone. You think he's gone? That's it. Okay. He's gone. There's no way they can keep him and Jordan Love. Like he, he's gone. That's what I was certain of. And they can definitely trade him. I was looking over the cap numbers. They can't cut him because there'd be a negative 60 million. <laughs> oh my God. But if they trade him, I think they're still slightly negative, but they can do some moves and make it happen. They can do a trade. The big problem is the trade carries a ton of liability for the team who takes them on. Because mm-hmm. if he retires after a year, they're hit with like 30 million. I think I talked about that. So mm-hmm. you're not only paying a ton of picks, but you're also potentially screwing yourself if he's unhappy and retires after a year. So okay. how much are you paying for maybe a one year rental where you're carrying a ton of cap liability or cap you know, potential? I don't know. I don't know if there's enough there to get him to move. They have a cap currently with him under the like the situation. Maybe you feel it's better to trade Jordan Love and just ride this thing out a little bit more. My bold prediction now is that he doesn't move and Jordan Love gets traded. Whoa, okay. So I think you are correct uh, regarding like the, the liability aspect. But you have to understand or you have to take into consideration there are teams that live and die by liability we're looking at the jets (laughs) (laughs) they do not care about potential exposure none of that shit all they care about is winning winning this year so that's true a lot of people don't care about next season it's if they can win this year that's all that matters worry about next year next year that's right those are future problems man we don't worry about future problems today okay now tomorrow eh, we might have to have a conversation but for now that's going to be my prediction I think you're wrong, and it won't be a shock to anybody who listens to us that you are wrong. <laughs> Probably will be, but I want to throw that out there now. So can I also just say one last thing? You'd be in a buck situation because there's two teams at negative 50 million. The Saints, and they can actually restructure a shit ton of stuff and get into cap. And the Bucks, The Bucks can't restructure because $35 million is of dead money is um, Tom Brady's Brady. retirement. There's nothing Ooh. they can do about that. Unless he comes back. <laughs> like, so what I'm hearing is uh, Mike Evans is cut. Shaquille Barrett is cut. Uh, Jamal Dean, they probably can't resign him. Um, 
Leonard Fournette, you're probably going like there's a lot of a lot of change about to happen for that team. Lots of change. And you're gonna be in that situation if you trade for Aaron Rodgers and he retires on you. It might even be forty million dollars that you are on the hook for. Your team is gonna explode or implode or whatever you want to say. If yeah. he retires after one season and you've already traded a ton of draft capital for him, that's it's a tough ask for me. That's all I'm saying. And you are making very good points, but I only have one thing to say. Raiders. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Projecting the uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Put it there. Down. You go. Put that down on paper. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, I think that's all I had for this game for this episode, man. That's it. We'll keep it at this. We'll be back soon for more. What? What's next? The NFL Combine. Yeah, that's this weekend, right? So. I, maybe we'll have something post-Combine to talk about. We'll see. I mean, last year, Combine was pretty interesting and what that did for guys' draft stock. So we'll see. It was eventful. So we'll see either that. If not, we'll be back in two weeks. We'll go over it then. But depending on how exciting it is, we'll 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 play it that way. All right. Well, guys, as you know, this is the Delay Game Podcast. This is Wit. And this is Matt. Till next time. Bye. Later. <laughs>